God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Well, we are living in a banana republic, and you know what can we say? You know, it's run by the the uh, fourth industrial revolution Nazis over at World Economic Forum, and uh, <laughs> and they're rigging our elections. They're buying out our politicians. They're opening our borders, and the people in charge of our country are selling out America. That's what's happening. I mean, it's uh, it's terrible. So we have two standards of justice. We have cities, inner cities, that are just falling apart. You know, I'm seeing these videos all the time of San Francisco, you know, under the guise of clown world, you know, where it's just... Uh, People are just walking in stores and walking out with product, and nobody's getting arrested for it. There's not enough police, too much crime, and it's time to to really reevaluate where you're living. You know, you've heard of uh, urban flight. You know, that's where the trash moves in and people move out of the city and they get a place in the suburbs. And then, of course, the Democrats want to take their control and ruin the suburbs and now they're taking their control and ruining states like California and Illinois and a whole bunch of other states then they're rigging elections in these inner city hubs to try to steal battleground states like Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, Arizona and Georgia which should never be battleground states. Colorado wasn't even a battleground state. When, before before election rigging was installed, and that by election rigging I mean mail-in balloting, early voting, drop-off ballots, you know that whole thing that skirts around the whole thing about voter ID and chain chain of custody and signature verification. I mean, all of those things are sidestepped with these new systems that are in place, 
And everybody says, we just want paper ballots. We just want a fair election. That's all we want. That's all we want is just a fair election. And they can't give it to you. No, you know, and that's what that's where Pence came up short. When he was at turning point over the weekend, he was at he was asked by Tucker. And he says, "Well, Indiana's doing the did, you know, the the election machines." And Tucker was like, "It would be nice if we just go back to paper ballots. Why can't we do that? Why can't we get off the machine?" Because somewhere along the way they know you know, those things cost a lot of money to maintain and to buy. And and uh, and they're not safe. And 10 years ago, the Democrats were all the, all the ones that were saying it's not safe. But then they got their crummy hands on it. And, you know, they were the ones that were complaining about the Patriot Act. And then Obama took it and spied on every journalist in town. And spied on every American with James Clapper and lied about it. Not wittingly, James Clapper said. So these people complain about it, but then they hijack it. Then they never let it go. And I don't know what the Republicans are doing. They're they're falling into traps. Because the game is obviously being played. And it's not working out so well for... America. Let's just put it that way. Forget about Republicans and Democrats because, frankly, the war that we're in and the effort that's going on and, and the elections that are being embroiled right now in the battle are more about nationalism and globalism than anything else. And it's this indoctrination. I mean, it's not just enough that they rigged the elections. I said this yesterday. And they steal the election. But they are taking the maid too. I mean, it's like if someone breaks into your house. And it's not enough that they just take over your house. They want you to clean it too. And they want you to file their nails and run their bath. And wax their car. All the things you bought. They waltz right into your house. And they want you to mow that yard. Lock the fence. Get the mail. Vacuum the carpet. Run the bath. Cook the meal. They want you to be the butler too. It's absolutely insane. And then they want to treat you like you're they're your boss. As if you don't own the place. Think about it, man. Think about it from that perspective. You should be outraged. And I know you are. And you're wondering, well, how do I punch back? How what do I do? And my first re- response is, you got to pressure local politicians. And it's got to work its way up. But at some point, you got to get organized. And you have to start from your own communities. 
You know, um, somebody tweeted this out yesterday because Donald Trump was on Hannity, right? Did the town hall out in Iowa. I think it was Iowa. And I liked what the guy did. Uh, This guy posted um, Donald Trump's announcement that he was going to be on Hannity for a town hall. And he said, just for this one moment, just for this one moment at 9 p.m., just for this one moment, go ahead and watch Fox News and honor Trump and show Fox News what they're missing. And I'd say we should do that more and more and more. I think Bud Light is a great example of what we should be doing. And you know what bothered me all these years? And this is probably before I was so woke and aware of the crap that's going on. Yeah, I don't mean woke in the way that they're talking about it. I mean woke in in the Agenda 21 form of woke. And that is an Agenda 30. But that is that I remember when Hannity, back when I used to watch Hannity 10 years ago maybe, and I remember when he would say, you know, I don't uh, like the boycotts. And little did I know at the time, I didn't know a lot. I didn't really know much about BlackRock and Vanguard and State Street and the super global monopoly and the global corporate partnerships and World Economic Forum and how they're, um, you know, penetrating cabinets with their own candidates, financing their own candidates. I didn't know about the Soros DAs. In fact, all of this stuff is new. I don't even think it existed back in the days of post 9-11. It didn't. Uh, it did and it didn't. Globalism and the New World Order were something that were being talked about by even Herbert Walker Bush, right? And you can go back to Kissinger back in uh, the Nixon years. And you can go back to the CIA killing Kennedy. I mean, so it goes way back. I understand that. Prescott Bush, I understand that. Which gets, gets you almost back to FDR. I, I get it, you know. But it's really evolved into something that we're seeing today. Because you could go back 20 years and you could see King Charles today, but uh, Prince Charles then and Klaus Schwab when Klaus Schwab was just a young pup. And they were just really starting this World Economic Forum takeover of the world. And you could just see these monsters sitting back there saying we can control everything arrogantly as if they're untouchable i mean they could if anything uh sound of freedom taught us is these powerful people whether it's jeffrey epstein or all of his all of his colleagues and connections um that that are basically the johns to sex trafficking of minors All of this is just part of this thing that where they can do anything and get away with it. They could fly their private jet while you eat bugs. They could put you in a 15-minute city where they get mansions all over and castles all over the world. It's crazy, the double standards 
And we're seeing one play out right now with this new indictment of Trump. And so we're going to talk about all this today, and this is just the warm-up, but uh, I actually have a lot of audio clips. I have all the audio clips from Trump's Hannity thing, but we're not going to have time to get to that. But I want to go through punch by punch, you know, just video, audio by audio. And I want to start off because, like I say, they, they not only rigged the election and took over where they don't belong. They basically robbed the store. They basically robbed your house. And now they're sitting in your house and they want you to light their cigarette and clean their ashtray and you and 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 uh while they flick their ashes on your rug and they want you to vacuum it up and then cook them dinner you know i mean and mow the mow your own lawn for them you know even though you've just been robbed and you're the victim you're the one that's going to be the servant too it's sort of like when Donald Trump was basically saying Hillary Clinton is a tool for Putin or Hillary Clinton has all these dirty emails from Benghazi and the CIA takeover of ISIS using Libya's, uh, you know, assets, running them out of Benghazi in a clandestine CIA mission in Benghazi to finance ISIS, to protect the precious oil for a country that they just overthrew. They murdered Saddam Hussein. They murdered Gaddafi. They overthrew Mubarak. And all of that was in Northern Africa and in the Middle East there. And then they tried to overthrow Syria so that they could run the oil out of Iraq going both north and south. Using ISIS who is beheading all of our journalists, and still the journalists can't get enough of the being a liberal. They love those politicians, those neocons and those liberal warmongers that profiteer from Raytheon and Lockheed Martin and all these defense contracts and people like Mitt Romney and Lindsey Graham and John McCain at the time and a whole bunch of others, Amy Klobuchar and all these politicians were in bed with Ukraine and ISIS and perpetuating the conflict in Syria and basically doing nation building. I remember when George W. Bush said, we don't nation build. We want to get out of the nation building. Well, that's all they do is build nations. Afghanistan comes to mind. Now the Taliban's running it. The State Department is run by a bunch of academics that go to Georgetown and George Washington, hang out at the Wilson Center. A bunch of idiots. They've never run a business in their life. They don't know what it is to not freeload off the uh, the teeth of uh, the taxpayer. And yet they want to act like they're the smartest people in the room. They're not smart. They have a choice between A or B. They pick B. It could be wrong. They don't know and they don't care. They just think that whoever chose A doesn't know what the heck's going on because they chose B. And B's got to be right because they're the smartest person in the room. Self-fulfilling prophecies. So the oversight committee was uh, engaged in a committee hearing and we're going to hear more 
testimony about whistleblowers and Hunter Biden and some other stuff, which is probably the reason why Trump's uh, the indictment from Jack Smith on Trump has come out. Meanwhile, you know, you got this uh, thing lingering in, in, in uh, Atlanta because Trump questioned the election fraud, which existed. And then you got the J6, and the, the, John Solomon came out with new video uh, footage that indicated uh, a big lie that the Pelosi, Adam Schiff, J6 committee along with um, Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, those so-called Republicans, um, perpetuated a bunch of lies, cherry-picked the videos, and now the videos are starting to come out, but there's a lot of demand. McCarthy promised, McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the House, promised that these videos would be released, and it's drip, drip, drip. It shouldn't be that way. He should release the, all the video. It's our video. We paid for it. We want it now. And he needs to deliver it. And he hasn't. People need to write in and hold him accountable for that. This one woman did uh, online. And she said a bunch of F words. You know, She said, send me the effing stuff now. I want it now. And she made a really great point. I just can't play it for you. I would love to play it for you, but it's too many curse words. But it was very, very good. I liked it. I wish I could share it with you. If you go to my Twitter feed, you go to twitter.com slash Scott Adams Show. Twitter.com slash Scott Adams Show. Follow me on Twitter. That's how I produce my show. If you want to see what I'm going to be talking about tomorrow, follow me on Twitter. Because I produce my entire show off of Twitter. Everything I post on Twitter, with, with, with some exceptions, but everything I publish on, on Twitter or retweet on Twitter is stuff that I'm going to be covering the next day. That's how I do my show. I Spend 24 hours researching, posting, and sharing. And then the next day, I regurgitate what it is that I learned in that past 24 hours. It's a pretty simple concept. But, uh, yeah. And I post some original thoughts and stuff like that, too. So enjoy that. But go to Twitter.com. Not that I think that Elon Musk is a white hat or a great actor. I think in some ways he's got this attorney, Shapiro, that's in bed with uh, and was an advisor for Hunter Biden. So it, it just doesn't, there's a lot of things that don't add up. All right, but yesterday the Oversight Committee um, at, it was overhearing, uh, basically covering this whole thing about electric stoves. So Biden official behind gas stove crackdown admits she has no clue what it takes to install an electric stove. So she's responsible for overseeing a new rule that would push households to purchase electric stoves over cheaper gas-powered stoves, said that she does not know how an electric stove is installed during testimony. 
The Department of Energy, on February 1st, published a proposed federal regulation that would require millions of household gas stoves in the United States, which, by the way, I'm, a, I'm the chief cook of the house, and I don't know what I would do without a gas stove. I prefer gas over electric. It's my thing. But uh, household gas stoves in the United States to be modified for energy efficiency. Again, this is the climate hoax. It's a climate scam, folks. And there are some globalists that you better believe have patents on electric stoves. And they're going to meet the guidelines that ensure lack of competitiveness. You know, they're basically going to design a law that has certain requirements that are going to give their cronies a leg up on the competition. Probably have some patents that are going to exclude competition. And they're going to torture the law to make it work for the global, uh, the, the aristocratic elite. So if you're not making a lot of money, you can't afford the expense. Okay, so let's just take a listen to some of these uh, testimonies. Now, these are five minutes each. I'm not going to play five minutes. I'm going to play like the first minute. Okay? So I'm not going to torture you with five-minute clips. I could, but I'm not because, you know, that's not a great show. But let's just take a listen. I have three clips. I'm going to play the first minute on each one. This is, I think, James Comer. Let's take a listen. Whoops. And we got to get that audio right. Here we go. For being here. I think it's already been mentioned that uh, the Department of Energy estimates that the the conversion costs associated with compliance will be over $183 million. Obviously, that's very concerning to people in the in the industry. I used to own some restaurant franchises. I knew people are, are very concerned about these regulations. I, I wonder, does the administration, does the Biden administration, before you issue executive orders or, or have massive regulatory change, do you consult with people in the industry at all to get their input? Yeah, thank you very much for that question, because once we put out the proposed rule, then we, uh, which we did in, in January, then we had open meetings, open sessions for people to tell us uh, what their concerns are, and they also have them, uh, also their comments are all on the web, uh, that's on a regulatory docket on the web, that you can see all the concerns in the comments, so we listen, we listen very carefully, and we, and that's why when we, we do have a proposed rule, and then when, uh, in order to come up with the final rule. So we absolutely do listen. So, so I'm sure you're getting feedback from people in industry. Obviously, the, the restaurant industry has been uh, severely impacted by COVID shutdowns and things like that. Uh, a big part of the rationale behind the PPP loan program, which I'm not even going to get into that, uh, one industry it did help and it should have helped was the, the restaurant industry. A, a lot of people in that industry have expressed deep concerns about these regulations and, and other regulations. Quite frankly, the, the energy policies coming out of the Biden administration are, are very concerning to the House Oversight Committee. Uh, we believe that this is adding significant costs to consumers, uh, creating more obstacles for success for, for private industry. So we wanted to, I want to relay our concern with the proposed rule. Second, we, I assume that the proposal from the Biden administration is because you're concerned about climate change and, and things like that. 
This administration has a climate czar by the name of John Kerry. Have you had any communication with the climate czar, Mr. Kerry, on any of these rules or regulations? No, not at all. Because one of the things we're trying to determine in, in this oversight committee is what exactly does John Kerry do? Uh, we don't know what authority he has. He wasn't approved for confirmation by the Senate, but yet it appears that he is a cabinet-level position. He, according to what I've seen on television, he flies to China and negotiates with, with the Chinese on climate policy. We have no idea what authority he has, and I didn't know if he had no. communicated or his office. I think there are 40 employees or something in that office. No communication on this regulation? No, none none whatsoever. Okay. And I, I want to go back to the fact. That, that does not make me feel so good right there. Um, there's just no checks and balances whatsoever in this rogue government. Making sure that we can all save money because we're too dumb to figure out how to do it ourselves. Dr. Richmond, as I look at this, you're looking at a gas stove rule, a dishwasher rule, a machine, a washing machine rule, a clothes dryer rule, a general service lamp or light bulb rule, a refrigerator rule, and a new room air conditioner rule. And you said earlier that you do not coordinate with radical environmentalist groups, but in May, in a letter refusing to provide testimony at a hearing in this committee, DOE relied on a court-ordered consent decree initiated by radical environmentalist activist groups for the basis for not providing witnesses. If you don't, if you don't coordinate, why was that the case? So that, uh, thank you for that question. Um, you don't have to thank me, ma'am. Just answer. It'd be great. So... That was to, to p apply pressure for us to um, give a timeline for us to actually put the rule in place. So you heard that, right? And, and you ever notice these liberals always say, thank you, Mr. Senator, Sen Senator, thank you for that question. If you add a, that up, that's about five to ten seconds. The clock is ticking. So they're like, uh, thank you, Senator, for that question. And uh, and then they pause. And every time they ask the question, that takes 10 seconds off. That's, how, that's what they're doing. They don't want to answer your question. All right. Uh, let's take a listen to this next clip right here. She's proposed rulemaking on home appliances, a tidal wave of regulatory burdens affecting Americans' daily lives. This slate uh, of rules includes... The controversial consumer convention cooking products rule, which imposes stricter requirements on gas stoves, but it doesn't stop there, unfortunately. There are other rulemaking under consideration for dishwashers, refrigerators, water heaters, furnaces, air conditioners, and other household appliances under the guise of improving energy efficiency as proscribed by the Environmental Policy and Conservation Act, or EPCA. In May, this committee invited DOE officials to discuss gas stove rule which would impact 40% of American households, but the department refused to make witnesses available. Instead, the subcommittee heard valuable insight from non-governmental witnesses that the gas stove rule is not a sincere attempt to improve efficiency. Today, the hearing follows over two months of correspondence between the committee and the DOE, requesting the department testify on these opaque and burdensome rulemakings. God bless you. 
During the subcommittee's hearings last month regarding EPA emissions rules, my colleagues on the other side of the aisle expressed annoyance that we're repeating, uh, we're repeating hearing topics. I'm here to say that we wholeheartedly agree. As I said last month, and I'll say it again now, if the administration cared about transparency, they would appear before this committee when requested, and this committee would not have to duplicate hearing topics. We do have a lot to talk about in the next year or two, and we'd like to move on as well. And we're glad the department finally showed up to answer questions about the burdensome rules that they want to impose on our constituents. The gas stove rule in particular presents alarming violations of EPCA and erroneous analysis according to the experts who testified in place of invited departmental uh, officials. The department relied on unsighted court-supervised consent degree and dubious dubiously cites uh, settings to the law as grounds for refusing to testify at earlier hearings. We saw this rationale on full display from Democrats who claimed the department's rule is, quote, required actually by law, unquote, which is not accurate. We also heard the Democrats say that gas stoves create an unsafe indoor air quality environment and may be linked to childhood asthma, ignoring peer-reviewed research suggesting that there is no casual relationship, causal relationship um, between the use of gas indoor cooking appliances and asthma. I am adding this research submitted to the American Gas Association, or excuse, sorry, submitted by the American Gas Association to the hearing record and without objection, so ordered. In defending their position, the Department and Democrats appear to be endorsing the sue and settle type of practices of radical activist litigants. And it's an activist thing that they're doing there. And they have no proof that they're improving anything. So it's just a way to control people uh, to enrich cronies that are pushing elect the electric agenda. And it's absolutely ridiculous because, you know, if the electric uh, advocates got everything they wanted, like all cars are electric uh, and uh, fossil fuels were completely banned and all we lived on were solar panels and windmills, uh, there would not be enough electricity to serve any of that. I mean, it just, it's insane to think that they're getting away with this. And it, it, none of it adds up. And, and not only that, but again, I can't say it enough. It's, it's not carbon emissions that follows temperature. I mean, it's, it's not carbon emissions that drives temperature. It's temperature that drives car carbon emissions. Again, I'm going to say that one more time. It's not carbon emissions that drives up temperature. It's the temperature that's already increased through cyclical changes in our Earth's rotation that drives the number and value of carbon emissions up. So global warming's been going on for thousands of years. We've had five ice ages. And what... what uh, followed each and every ice age was a warming period. And the warming period was followed by what? Yep, another ice age. So at the times when CO2 was at its highest, in five separate occasions in calculable world history, 
When CO2 was at its highest, it was followed by an ice age. Period. And the contribution of man toward environmental safety is minuscule. And the $200 trillion that they're bandying about has little to no impact because they've even made the claim that you could make make it net zero and it wouldn't change. They, they can't even calculate what the change would be. So this whole thing about gas stoves is going to be so burdensome. All right, so we're going to get to uh, Trump's indictment here. This is what... Uh, was asked of Marjorie Taylor Greene when she was walking out of Congress. Uh, former President Trump says he received a letter from Jack Smith saying he's a target of a grand jury investigation on January 6th. Do you have a reaction to that? Yeah, it's absolute bullshit. Yeah, that's my reaction. Um, this is the only way that the Democrats have to beat President Trump is to arrest him, smear him, charge him with ridiculous charges, all in a cover-up of Joe Biden's crimes, Hunter Biden's crimes. It's, it's unbelievable. It's hard to even recognize that this is our country. Um, the American people are going to be furious. And, and what Jack Smith is doing is, is the weaponized government. And he's weaponizing the Department of Justice against President Trump in a complete lie about President Trump and January 6th. And is, the question that I want to ask Jack Smith, is this the plan? Are they going to arrest President Trump? Trump charge him with phony, fake charges and then hold him in prison while he is winning the Republican primary, while he's going to win the general election in 2024? Is this, is this where our country is now? Because it's an embarrassment on the world stage. If this is the direction America is going in, we are worse than Russia. We are worse than China. We are worse than some of the most corrupt third world countries. And this needs to end. It's an absolute lie. And every single time President Trump has proven innocent time and time and time again. So true. It's so true. And uh, let's take a listen to this. This, uh, this, uh, I was going to play a couple of different clips. Um, I want to play this right here. Okay, let's take a listen to this. Oh, sorry, folks. I'm looking up. Uh, well, here's here's one right here. This is uh, Don Jr. Republic stuff. If this was going on in any other country in the world, uh, the people of the Uni Party and the D.C. swamp would be calling for regime change. And yet it can go on. Uh, unfettered. Uh, they can go after my father, they can go after our businesses, they can go after our family, but Hunter Biden can take a billion from China, the no-show jobs in Ukraine and Russia. I wonder if that's influencing our you know, hundreds of billions of dollars being spent there right now, and no one's even willing to ask the question. Uh, you know, I, I jokingly said a turning point right before you spoke uh, the other day that if I did the stuff that Hunter Biden was doing, I'd be in Gitmo and my father would have put me there, rightfully so. But, uh, this is what's happening in America right now. It's absolutely disgusting. But the one thing that's good about the insane reaction of the radical left and the Washington, D.C. swamp is that it's so ridiculous that the American public 
is finally getting it. They're finally understanding how far we have fallen, uh, how far we are into decline. I mean, this is like the end of a civilization. Uh, and, you know, if you look at the timing, most civilizations last 250 years. We're at about 248. So uh, we are in serious trouble, Steve, if we don't write this ship. And the reason they don't want Donald Trump in office is because he's the only guy that can do it. He's the only guy that will do it. And now uh, I imagine he has a little bit of a grudge to settle, so all the more so. The other candidates, they're not going to do it, just like they wouldn't have stuck with a Brett Kavanaugh and some of the Supreme Court justices who gave us the incredible decisions of the last 10 days. And again, that is why the swamp is so afraid of Donald Trump. It's not just the Democrats. And it really is about Donald Trump wanting to pull out of the Paris Agreement and calling climate a scam like it is. And they're using climate and COVID and the pandemic uh, as a weapon to take over the world and establish a new world order. Social credit score systems, biometrics, the whole central uh, digital bank currencies, uh, the whole thing. That's what it's all about. It's all about globalism. Let's take a listen to uh, Matt Gates. I'll be introducing legislation to defund Jack Smith's witch hunt against President Trump. Let's take a listen. You would not see this continued pattern of indictment over indictment over indictment if they thought they had neutralized Trump. Is there a single American who believes that Donald Trump would be getting indicted over these things if he were not running for president again and if he were not the leading contender for president again? And while this isn't a political show, you all can search the polling and see how President Trump is doing in the Republican field and in the general election. Again, not here to break that down. It's relevant to us insofar as it informs the decision of a weaponized government to target him, which is exactly the allegation that President Trump makes uh, in his statement. Another important thing. The House of Representatives needs to take action to defund this special counsel investigation immediately. We do not need to wait for the appropriations process. We don't have to wait for the Holman rule or some rider. They are attacking our democracy and engaging in election interference right now. And if the United States Congress does not have the capability to stop that election interference, well, then what is all the flowery oratory about preserving the republic? We have to operationalize that. And so in the coming hours, the coming days, I will be introducing legislation under my name and the House of Representatives as a freestanding bill to defund the Jack Smith investigation. And one reason why is the election interference feature. Another reason why, the lack of transparency. I have sent correspondence to the Attorney General. I just want to know who's on the Jack Smith team. You remember how the understanding of the composition of the Mueller team informed on how we saw a lot of that evidence and a lot of that legal analysis? They had a team of vicious Democrats. And if you look at Jack Smith and his team, You ought to be able to evaluate where they've made political donations, where they've been political appointees, what their connections are to people who have skin in the game to preserve their power in Washington, D.C. So because the Department of Justice has been non-responsive on my requests for reasonable information that a member of the Judiciary Committee is absolutely entitled to, because this is election interference, because it is not predicated on What we all saw as a nation, President Trump said, we have to stop sending money to this. The power of the purse is not some... And that's a good response there. 
Uh, now, Jack Smith is trending big time. Uh, it says here, Jack Smith is the disgraced prosecutor Garland brought back from exile in The Hague. To take out Trump, Smith is no stranger to unanimous Supreme Court reversals, like after his bogus conviction of Bob McConnell, a likely GOP. So, you know, he is a piece of work. Um, and uh, I was just looking to see why it is that uh, Jack Smith, there's a, so much going on with Jack Smith right now. Um I was wondering if something new had happened during the show, but FBI uh, told Hunter Biden investigator to duck committee questions, bombshell letter shows. So, you know, you got the FBI working two angles, going on 100% full tilt uh, against Trump and blockading every single thing against Biden, Hunter Biden. FBI told Hunter Biden investigator to duck committee questions. That's a bombshell letter. The FBI warned a supervisory agent who investigated Hunter Biden that he was expected to decline to respond to House Oversight Committee questions about the ongoing case involving the first son, a bombshell letter obtained by the New York Post. FBI General Counsel Jason Jones sent the letter Sunday afternoon, just hours before the agent was set to testify. And though a source tells the, even though a source tells the Post that the FBI knew of a scheduled Monday deposition for several days, so you should instead refer to such questions to the FBI's Office of Congressional Affairs. The FBI lawyer went on to say, um, so. The FBI is acting as like an informant to the Biden crime family. Pretty bizarre. Um, The Oversight Committee posted this. It says, today we are releasing a timeline of the Biden family's influence peddling schemes. President Biden has repeatedly denied knowing anything about his family's business dealings despite evidence to the contrary. And we're going to be hearing about that today, tomorrow, uh, big time, bigly. Our timeline contains important dates as to when Joe Biden knew and lied to the American people about his family's business schemes. So this graphic says in 2009, important date, Obama-Biden administration begins. In 2014, Kazakhstan, um, it says here, oh, let's see, I can't make it out. So basically, uh, meets with Hunter Biden. Oh, so uh, a Russian guy from Kazakhstan, a businessman meets with Hunter Biden in 2014. In Romania in 2015, Vice President Biden welcomes Romanian President Klaus uh, implements to the White House. 2015 China CEFC and that was invited uh, to speak with Biden and then important dates 2023 when asked about the family dealings he said he knew nothing about it so they're going to forget to the bottom of this there's a couple of um, Twitter feeds I want you to follow Um, one is Kenakoa the Great 
and that's K-A-N-E-K-O-A, The Great. K-A-N-E-K-O-A. And he posted something that was really interesting by uh, posted by someone else I want you to follow if you're on Twitter. And that's Marco Polo 501C3. That's M-A-R-C-O-P-O-L-O. 501c3. He released a 630-page report on the Biden laptop that thoroughly documents 459 crimes committed by the Bidens and their associates, including 140 business crimes, 191 sex crimes, 128 drug crimes. And there's a free copy of this at a website called bidencrimes.info. Bidencrimes.info. And you can get a free report by going to uh, marcopolo.book. And, uh, but you go to Bidencrimes.info. Bidencrimes.info. And it's a 630 page online book. Pretty incredible. Let's take a listen to this. Um, this is uh, interesting. Uh, the Section 3 of the 14th Amendment to try and disqualify Donald Trump for president? Uh, yeah, that's what their whole plan is. Look, they can't understand why Donald Trump's so popular with the people. They don't realize James that Comer. A, a lot of Trump's popularity, in my opinion, is based on the fact that the American people dislike them so much. They distrust our government. They, they distrust our mainstream media, and Donald Trump's the one guy that's out there talking about it. He's calling them out, and he's doing it at his own peril, and, and I think the American people like that, and that's why you know no matter how many indictments they have, no matter how many investigations and steel dossiers they cook up, the American people are still clearly behind Donald Trump, and it drives them crazy. It's the only thing they can do, they can't beating in their opinion they want to disqualify him from the ballot yep that's exactly the plan right there let's take a listen to matt gates again. the bias and the political capture that's occurred at the fbi we can't just continue business as usual that's why in the appropriations process that is coming up in a matter of weeks we have to take a hatchet to the fbi budget and to the fbi authorities that have been weaponized against the people like the bidens are one thing but it's the rest of us that they're still coming for. In the period of time that the inspector general looked at the FBI's surveillance authorities, they were conducting 38 illegal queries every hour. And a judge who reviewed their conduct was particularly aggrieved that they were doing weird personal things like looking up themselves and their ex-lovers in the process. This is not an FBI anymore singularly investigates crimes and holds people accountable they've become the enforcement wing of the democratic party politically and then they've just become unconstitutionally nosy with authorities that we have to constrain under the law so that's all true and they're just abusing their power they're arrogant they've gotten you know out of control and uh it's slime yeah it's, i i think we should just shut it down we're better off without it at this point, we don't even have any anyone fighting any crime anyway. 
You're not safe when you walk out in the street anymore. Uh, Another story, Washington Examiner posted this. Major pharmaceutical companies like Pfizer and Johnson & Johnson have received a written request for from Judiciary GOP Chairman Jim Jordan for records related to possible censorship efforts in tandem with the federal government. Big Pharma pressed by Jim Jordan over COVID-19 censorship records. Major pharmaceutical companies have received a written request from the House Judiciary Committee for records related to censorship of this big tech. So what, what... what Jim Jordan said on camera is he said that he has reason to believe, and so therefore he's going to question, but he basically said we have, he was basically in essence saying he has evidence, but he didn't show his hand, that they colluded with law enforcement to censor the big tech over COVID and vaccines and all of that. So if they did that, that is a huge violation. Constitutional violation. That's a crime. It's, it's, it's a big time crime. So, I mean, when you think about it, Georgia, uh, Jordan sent letters on Tuesday to Pfizer, Merck, and Johnson & Johnson asking for information about documents. Whether directly or indirectly, a government-approved and facilitated censorship regime pose, poses a grave threat to the First Amendment and American civil liberties. Republicans have continued to investigate the Biden administration efforts alongside private actors to flag certain examples of... So they're basically working with private corporations to censor Americans and dis- create disinformation with Amer- against Americans so we can't inform our families. So oversight committee breaking today, which was yeah, two days ago, our committee staff conducted a transcribed interview with a former FBI supervisory special agent assigned to the FBI's Wilmington office in the Biden criminal investigation. The agent confirmed key portions of the IRS whistleblower's testimony included that both Secret Service headquarters and the Biden transition team were tipped off about the planned Hunter Biden interview. We kind of discussed that earlier. House Oversight Chair Comer says Merrick Garland's DOJ has obstructed every Biden investigation, according to John Solomon over at Just the News. And John Solomon, as I mentioned, revealed a five-minute, uh, ten-minute tape that was released on behalf of J6. But there's something else that came out on J6. J6. Undercover video of Pelosi's daughter, Alexandra, discussing J6, where they discussed J6ers can't get a fair trial in D.C. Media overhyped. It, no guns, no plans, just people talking, taking selfies, no insurrection. They already know Trump won't get a fair trial. So they're basically trying to figure out how this is going to play out. Local media every day, you can't have a fair trial. Well, the reason, see, this is Alexandra, Pelosi's daughter. Yeah, yeah. January 6th differently. Yeah. Right now, people are still, you know, there's two things. Media needs stuff to fill. I mean, if right. you watch TV on January 6th, it was like January 6th, 24 7. As time goes on, right, it's uh, going to be less, yeah. and as, as, as 
Um, so I think I think also people are going to lose yeah. their, their office, the jobs. I the people that were there are going to lose their jobs. So it's not going to mean anything if you weren't even there. You I know. Don't even we, care. Need, we need like a word breakup. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> right. No. Okay, I, I, I thank you for your time. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Listen, I really, um, I, I know you're not the bad guy. I mean, if there is, I haven't found the bad guy yet, but if there is, I know well, you're not the bad guy. guy. I mean, he's like a stereotypical bad guy. But I, the, the thing is, why I asked you the question of like, so what was the plan, is that if there was, a, if there was an insurrection, you were, you were supposed to be in line marching. You're in the military, you know right. this. No, that's you were supposed to have a plan. Exactly. You're supposed to operate the soldier. You sit down like, overnight with your soldiers. You go right. over, all right. You're going to go here. You're going to go in by this side. It's, At this time, we're going to take over this. There was none of that. It's an insurrection. It's the sorriest insurrection in, in the, the 20th, 21st century ever. No guns. A no guy, plan. A guy People smoking, taking selfies. A guy smoking pot. I, on, on, I love the guy smoking yeah, pot. Yeah, I'm like... I'm like <laughs> well, we did that. We just went to do a well, capture last week for the guy that just was drinking beer well, my favorite, wine. My favorite guy. So they're basically complaining that it wasn't... An, it, they're not going to be able to sell insurrection. That's what they were complaining about. The, the, how are we going to sell insurrection? How are we going to do that? And that was sort of like the the, the problem, right? So, um, CNN panelist Bakari Sellers dismissed Tapper's comments that Democrat would rather run against Trump than DeSantis. So D- Tapper was basically saying, you know... Uh, DeSantis is the real threat to the Biden uh, presidency. And this guy was like, no, 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 you're completely wrong about that. Uh, The person to fear is still Donald Trump. And of course, Donald Trump is the man that everybody wants in the office because he's the man that everybody trusts. Another thing, nine House Democrats vote against resolutions saying Israel is not racist and still liberal Jewish Democrats continue to support racist squad members uh, like AOC, Omar, Tlaib, you know, the whole bunch of Muslim sympathizers. Um, I got one more clip for you. Uh, This one is an extension of the Vivek Ramaswamy talking about BlackRock with Bongino yesterday we played this clip but there's another one and oh actually no we don't have time we're at the end of the show I apologize I want to thank everybody we're going to go ahead and play that tomorrow I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Scott Adams show be sure to check out well that snuck up on me uh, be sure to check out magapack.org make a donation if you can to help us support America First policies to make America great again uh, also, use Red State over at MyPillow.com as your promo code because we get a slight little commission off of that. Um, they're actually hurting right now, but uh, maybe giving them some business might help. So use Red State over there. And we'll see you next time on We're the radio. We're staying the getting steeper. They grab a shovel, dig the hole a little deeper. Just to bury my kids right up to there.